Vision Sunday, I want to take just a moment and, uh, and cast, cast a little vision. You saw it there on the, vi- on the video, but we're celebrating 100, over 100 people who gave their life to Jesus. 40 baptisms. We planted two churches on foreign soil, uh, reaching 90 students a week in our home, uh, 20% growth, and oh, more than 20% growth in our attendance. Um, and that's like average. If, I, I'm, I'm share all these numbers more in depth over in the weeks to come, but you can just see this gradual, uh, gradual growth that has been happening. And then we added 80 new members that have joined the church. What an incredible year. Come on, just one more time. Just one more time. And uh, I, I do want to ask this. If you were day one launch team, so there was 50, we had 50 people that we started with. Would you guys stand? If you were on the original launch team, 50 of you that were on the launch team, come on, can we give it up for, for all of these? In fact, some of them right now are, are serving in, in kids. Uh, it's their weekend to serve, and so thank you. And if uh, uh, we could not have done it without, without this incredible team, and um, we're just so grateful for every single one of you. Thank you so much for sacrificing, for giving, for sowing. And, uh, and so thank you. As, you know, we've taken a, an amazing look back. Uh, but tonight I really want to talk about, I want to talk about where we're going. Uh, we've seen where we've been. We know where we're at now. But what does the future look like for Restoration Church? And so I just want to take a time. I want to take an opportunity tonight to just sow a little vision into your hearts of of where we're going, of where we really see the future vision of the church. And this is something that I'll really be unfolding for you over the next month. And um, you, the, the board and I have been meeting, and, uh, you know, we just have an, an amazing set of overseers that oversee us. And uh, I was hoping to be able to share some of it tonight, and um, they're they're just, they're a great board. And they said, Hey, I, I, we want to take just a, a little more time on this to be sure that, that when we make the announcement, uh, that we're ready to roll, that we're ready to put the, the foot on the gas and, uh, that we're ready to accelerate as fast as we can into the future. And so let's go to, let's go to Habakkuk chapter two, uh, old Testament Habakkuk chapter two. Uh, you might miss this. It's, uh, three chapters in the whole book. All right. Three chapters in, in the whole book. And so go towards the back of the old Testament. You, if you hit Matthew, go to your left, just a few books and, uh, and you'll find Habakkuk there as you're finding that. I just want to brag on you guys and say, thank you so much for, for your giving and your generosity for sowing into this church. We had a, an incredible week in our church finances this last week. So many of you gave and, and sowed. And, uh, and so tonight, uh, if you want to give, you want to be a part of what God is doing through Restoration Church, you can use the envelopes right there on the seat back in front of you. You can scan that QR code. There's a text to give. However you want to give, uh, it's available for you. You can drop it in the drop boxes on your way out. We would just say thank you. Thank you for sewing in. You can do a little birthday gift tonight, if you will. Sew a little birthday gift uh, into the church if you're grateful for the impact it's had on you and your family. So let's go. Habakkuk chapter 2. Back at chapter 2, says this, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me, what I will answer when I am corrected. Let me give you just a little bit of a backstory. So the northern kingdom of Israel at this point is uh, under Assyrian rule. 
and the southern kingdom of Judah is now under threat of attack from the Babylonians. So this is a pre-exilic book, meaning pre-exile, before they were exiled into Babylon. And Habakkuk, is he's looking at this nation that is rising, the Babylonians, and he goes to God and he's like, God, how can you allow this evil nation to rise? Like, how can you allow this to happen? And so he brings these series of questions to God. God answers him with these questions. And this is what the Lord says in verse number two. Then the Lord answered me and he said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Verse number three, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. I'm not telling you got to wait for a building or the future, all right? Some of y'all getting nervous right now. Because it will surely come. Come on, somebody say amen. And it will not tarry. See, we didn't finish reading. Verse number four goes on to say this. But the just shall live by his faith. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, open every ear to receive, every heart, every mind. God, speak to us. Come on, can you just say that right now? Say, speak to me. In Jesus' name. Come on, and everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, give it up for this amazing team, this amazing worship team. Thank you, God, so much. So I know we've talked about it, and I know that it can get really cliche for you know, for you to hear these things. But I want you to lean in tonight. And I really want you to allow your heart to be stirred tonight. Uh, I want you to leave this place stirred with faith. I want you to leave this place stirred with uh, a fresh vision for, for the new year and for where we're heading and for where I feel like we will be this time next year. I want you to leave with an excitement in your heart about those things but I also want you to leave with an excitement in your heart, maybe about some personal vision that God is speaking to you. You know, maybe you're walking into this place with a lack of vision for your family or for your finances or um, for your business or, you know, maybe there's something that is in your heart that you have let go of over the years. And maybe tonight God would reach in your heart and stir up an old dream. Maybe God would reach in your heart tonight and stir up an old vision. So tonight's message is twofold. I want you to leave this place stirred and know and have a confidence of where God is leading Restoration Church. But I want you to leave this place being stirred and with the confidence of where God is leading you and where God is leading your family. And you may even feel like Habakkuk to where he said, you know, how long is this going to tarry? How long is this going to wait? And the Lord says, it's not going to take forever. I'm going to get you where I need you to be. I'm going to get your family. I'm going to take care of you and your finances and, and your business goals and whatever it is. God, if God has put a vision and a plan in your heart, I pray that you leave stirred here tonight going, God, you can make it happen. Amen. I truly believe that God is going to do incredible things with Restoration Church in this next year. What we've been doing is, is simply laying a foundation for where we're going and for what God wants to build on. The very first thing that we have to do is what verse 2 says, and, 
and we have to maintain a proper perspective. The thing that we need to understand with any vision is that it requires maintaining a proper perspective. Look what it says in verse number one. Habakkuk said this. He said, I will stand my watch and I will set myself where? I will set myself on the rampart to watch and see what he will say to me. Listen to what Habakkuk was saying. Habakkuk was saying, I will position myself in the highest place in the city so that I can have the best perspective. He said, I'm going to climb up to the highest place in the city because I want to be sure that I'm seeing things right, that I'm seeing things clearly. And can I tell you that if we're going to fulfill the vision that God has for this church, that God has for your life, it, requ it requires the proper perspective. Because it's easy for our perspective to get off. It's easy that when it seems like things are taking forever and it seems like the dream is taking forever to unfold, that we can, uh, that we can become weary, that we can become anxious, that we can become frustrated with the dream. We can become frustrated with God. But, but what I believe that we can draw out of this is that we have to maintain the proper perspective. Because vision requires proper perspective. The first thing that we have to do is realize who we are building for. We are building God's church. Come on. Psalms 127 says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Can I tell you, I don't want to labor in vain tonight. I don't want to be wasting my time. I don't want to just be building something and it be all about me. I'm going to tell you right now, this church is not about me. This church is not about Shannon. We're not building Craig's church, Shannon's church. We are building God's church. We are building his house. And I'm telling you, if we will make that our purpose, the Bible says, unless the Lord, we're giving this over to you, God, you've got to do it. Come on, somebody say amen. This is God's church. We are building something that is going to honor and glorify him. We are building something that is going to lift him up. And we know that Jesus said, if I would be lifted up, guess what? I'll draw all men unto me. Do you know all we have to do? We don't, we don't have to work, toil, stress, fear. All we got to do is just lift up the name of Jesus. And I promise you, if we lift up the name of Jesus, if we make it all about him, if we're constantly just pointing back to him as the source of faith and hope and joy, I'm telling you there. There isn't anything that we can't do. He'll draw the men unto himself. Our job is to lift him up. Our job is to glorify him. It, if we will just in return, just lift him up, he will draw men unto himself. So let's build a church that does that. Amen. Let's build a church that points people back to Jesus. Let's build a church that points people back to the cross. Let's build a church that points people back to nail-pierced hands. Let's build a church that points people back to repentance. Let's build a church that points people back to holiness. Let's build a church that points people back to righteousness and godly living. Come on, if we'll do that, I guarantee you, he will draw all men unto himself. Because when it comes to our vision, when it comes to our mission, I can tell you this, it hasn't changed. It hasn't shifted. And if we're going to fulfill it, it's going to take the right perspective. Because you've got to remember who we're doing this for. We're doing it for Jesus. And if we'll keep that perspective, I promise you there isn't anything we can't and won't do as a church. Because I know you know this. 
in your own life, it, it can get tough. It can get difficult. It can feel like, you know, you can feel like the children of Israel as you were just wandering in the desert 40 years, just wandering. You're like, when is this going to happen? I know it like our setup and teardown team. Some days they're like, man, when are we going to get a building? If I have to set these drapes up one more time. And see? And they're. It just is what it is. But I promise you, if we just keep the right perspective every time when we walk in these doors and we go, God, this is all for you. God, we're doing this for you. Lord, we're building something that's going to reach our city. God, we're building something that's going to help restore marriages. God, we're building something where we're going to see uh, people set free from addiction. God, we're building something where people are going to walk in the doors and they have cancer. We're going to lay hands on them and they're going to be healed in Jesus' name. We're building, we're building a house of miracles. And the song that we sang earlier, it's not just a song. It's not just something that we sing to go through the motions and like, oh, that would be nice. No, we're walking in this. This is a house where people are set free. This is a house where addictions are broken. This is a, ha- a house where we've seen uh, clogged arteries in hearts be healed in Jesus' name. This is a house of miracles. But it's all about proper perspective. So the number two thing that Habakkuk said He said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. I really felt like God told me to tell you tonight that the vision requires unity. Because if something is written down and if something is plain, then we all understand it. Then we're all on the same page. We all know what the goal is. We all have that common goal in mind. And so we put our eyes on that goal. It's written down. It's made clear. It's made plain. And so we go, this is what we're going after. And it it can become in a church to where things get divided and things get separated. But what we have to do in the church is fight for unity and fight for unity in vision that we go, no, we're going to build better lives and that we're going to see people restored with God. We're going to see people restored within. We're going to see people go out into their community and restore the world. We know the vision. We know the mission. And we're going to continue to move forward with the mission and with the vision of building better lives. Because it takes unity, everyone working together. We are one body, but we are many parts. We all fill a different role. Some of you may stand at the door with a beautiful smile and greet people. Some of you may open the doors to the sanctuary and and, and be sure that everything happens in order, that people have seats and that they have communion when they come in. Some of you may be on the setup and teardown team and you set it up and you, you tear it down after. But what I know is that we all come together in unity to work together for the same mission and same goal to build better lives in Jesus. Come on, somebody say amen. Because we want to see people restored with God. Let me remind you what our mission and vision is to build better lives. It's to connect people to a relationship with Jesus. And let me tell you, Sunday evenings are our primary goal for that. Am I telling you that people won't get saved outside of Sunday evenings? No, they absolutely will. But our our main vehicle for this is our Sunday night service where you know that at the end of every service, we're going to give people the opportunity to be restored with God, to confess with their mouth, to believe in their heart that Jesus died and rose again so that they can be restored in a relationship with 
with God. We know that we are all sinners in need of a Savior, and the very first part is that we have to be restored with God. Number two, it would be this. It would be that we would be restored within, because how many of you know you don't just want to get saved and live the rest of your life hurt and broken on the inside? And it's possible for you to come in and confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but, but you don't allow him in your heart to really do a deep work. And we want people to be free in this place. Amen. And so we've created small groups to where you can find community and you can find healing. And, you know, I, I'm just so blessed because when you actually get to see this begin to work is when it happens. Just a few weeks ago, we had our men's breakfast, our very first men's breakfast. And, uh, and Jeff actually, he spoke at our, our men's breakfast and he gave a, a great message and we had some follow-up questions afterwards. And the questions were kind of designed to be, to be deep and, and to, you know, for us as, as men to be able to open up and be vulnerable like we don't like to do. We tricked them. We got them there with some breakfast tacos and we're like, all right, now you got to talk about yourself. And, uh, and that's exactly what happened. And, and uh, I sat at a table with some guys and, that just began to open up and, and talk. And as we began to open up and talk, it began to give opportunity to others at the table to begin to look inside and go, God, I need healing in certain areas. And I can tell you that if you'll just walk out this video, and that's the tough, get in community. It may be tough to go, you know what, I don't know if I'm ready to deal with this. Come on, let's get freedom. Let's get restored within. Because the third part of it, if we're restored with God, if we get restored within and, and healed in our marriages and our finances and our, and our family, if we get healed on the inside, guess what? We get to have part in this and go out and help restore others. That there's other people on your job site, in your neighborhood, on your kids' sports teams. If you're a team teenager in this place. There's kids on your football team and on your cheer squad that God wants to use you to send you out and restore the world. That's why we're building this church is because we know that there's people in our city hurting, broken, that need Jesus. So no matter where you serve in the church, where you work, we work together in unity with the purpose to know the vision and protect it. Because have you ever done this? How many of you ever played the telephone game? Y'all know what that is? where like person starts down here and they're like, I love big donuts. Uh, and they just pass it down the line. It's risky. What's risky about liking donuts? <laughs> I like donuts. <laughs> okay. So by the end, it's, I like baked dinosaurs. I don't know. Is that, I mean, is that okay? How was that risky? I mean, I wasn't going to bring people up here, and man, she's preaching for me on the front row. She's accountability check on the front row. She's like, hang on, babe, where are you going with this? Where are you going with this? <laughs> if the vision is written down and made plain, we can run with it. Unlike the telephone game, which scares people. And makes them really nervous about what they're going to say on the very last thing. No, if it's written down. That's why we have our new members class where you can hear what we believe, why we believe it. We get in unity. So then we can do what Habakkuk says in verse 2. He says that he may run. Come on, somebody say run. That he may run who reads it. What are you trying to tell us? Vision requires action. Vision requires action action. You know, I feel like there's some people that God has spoke to you, giving you a vision, giving you a plan for some things, and maybe you've just been sitting on it. Can I tell you that God would speak to you tonight, get up and say, run. 
Write the vision down. Make it plain. What's the goal? What are you trying to achieve? What do you feel like God is calling you to? Run. I sat with one of our men a few weeks ago, and he began to share with me about this vision that God has given him for this ministry to to men. And I said, look, I said, I think it's incredible. I said, I 100% think you should do it. You should should start a 501c3, and I'll just let you know that we at Restoration Church, we're going to get behind it. We're going to support it. We're going to help feed men into this ministry that need change. Maybe God has spoken something to you like that. Maybe it's a a ministry to to single moms. Maybe it's a, a, a ministry to single pregnant moms. I don't know what it is that God is speaking to you, but what I can tell you, if you've got a vision, restoration is going to come behind you and help you make it happen, help support the vision. But you've got to write it down. And I would encourage you this, you've got to take action. And when I see this, what I see is that the vision is not for inside the house, but the vision is for outside of the house. It's time that we get up out of the pews, out of the seats of the church, and we run into our community and we begin to restore the world around us. The vision is made to be run with, not sat here in the house and go, you know what, preach to me every week. Give me a great message every week. My goal and aim every week is to encourage you and lift you up so that you go outside of the four walls of the church and restore the world that we live in. Come on, vision requires action. Don't believe believe me? Listen to what James said. James chapter 2, verses 14 says this, And what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one who says to them, depart in peace and be warm and filled, but you do not give them anything which are needed for their body, what does it profit? Thus, also faith by itself. If it does not have works, is what? It's dead. Come on, we can't just come to church to receive and get filled up and leave and it be just for me. No, God is speaking to you so you can go speak it to somebody else. If God shares something with you on a Sunday night, you ought to take it and share it with somebody on a Monday morning because there's people that need to be in these in this room that as we cast a net at the end that they go, hey, I need this Jesus that my friend was telling me about on Monday that you were preaching about. I need that Jesus. Come on, we need action with our vision. Faith in who he is. Faith in what he's done. That's why we show you all this is because I want you to see that this is faith in action. We show you that over 100 people have been saved. Why? Because that's faith in action. We show you where teenagers are gathering. Why? Because that's faith in action. We want you to be encouraged so that way you'll take it outside of the four walls of the church. Because here's what they would do. It's Habakkuk, the prophet of the day, he would, he would hear the word. God told him and said, I want you to write this word down, and I want you to give it to some heralds, and the heralds are going to take that message, and what are they going to do? They're going to run. What if he would have just taken that word, and he would have just written it down, and he would have held on to it? This is my word. This is for me. I'm not going to share it with anybody else. But what we have to do is we have to take the word that God is speaking to us and run outside the four walls of the church and tell somebody. 
We can't keep it to ourselves. Vision requires action. If we're going to see this church move forward, guess what? It's going to take a little bit of action. We need to run out to the world, realizing God has sent us into the world as a messenger of hope, carrying the word that the world needs to hear. And then finally, vision requires faith. Vision requires faith. Verse number four says this, but the just shall live by faith. Because the vision that God is giving us will require faith. There's no way that we can do what he is calling us to do without, come on, say it with me, faith. His vision can only be built by him. Remember, we aren't building our house, our church. We are building his church. And it only happens by faith. Because I can promise you, times will get hard. It will get discouraging. In the end, it can be hard to see. But if we keep believing, praying, seeking, knocking, asking, giving, faithfully serving, what I know is God is faithful to show up. And it doesn't happen without faith. It doesn't mean that we just stand around and wait on God. It doesn't mean that we just, you know, gather and, and just, you know, we're just like, we're just going to stand in God's presence and wait for it to happen. No, what? He said, run with it. So it's going to require action on our part, but it's not going to be the action on our part that makes it happen. It's really going to be our faith in God that makes it happen. Because we put our hands to work and we go, we're going to build something. We're going to see uh, this church make an impact in our city. And God goes, I'm going to bless that work. And when we hold on to God in faith, he shows up and do what we can't do. Because since the beginning, this has been, it's been a faith journey. Because I got to be honest, we had no clue where the money was going to come from when we set out to do this. But we knew that God had given us a vision before launch Sunday there was $375,000 that was donated to make this church a reality. We didn't know where the money was going to come from, but what I know is that God stepped up, showed up, and supplied money for the vision. We started with six members, just our, our family, the youngest of which was a one-year-old. We gathered together at a coffee shop with just was five other people who had committed it at that point. Eleven people gathered in a coffee shop. We threw up some ads on Instagram. We didn't really know who would show up. 50 people showed up to our first meeting, and 20 adults, adults joined the church. About a month later, we did the same thing, threw up some ads. Another 50 people showed up, and about another 20 adults joined the church. We did another one, and we had about another 10 join the church. And then through the summer, we just in faith, did DNA nights, and we came to about three months of before we were supposed to launch, and we were like, we have no idea where we're going to meet. We don't, we don't know, and I sat down with the pastor of this church, and I just, out of my heart, shared where we're at and just stepped out in faith, and he said, you know what? You need to meet in my church on Sunday nights for free. And this whole thing has been a faith walk. And every step that we've taken, we've watched God supply. Every step that we've taken, we've watched God just do something that I could have never done on my own. But I'm thankful that God has been here right with us the entire time, supplying everything, giving us everything that we need. Because this is what I want to tell you tonight. If you'll have faith and be committed to the vision, 
keep the proper perspective, I promise God will show up and do miracles right in front of you. For that business, for your family, and your finances. I promise if you'll just keep proper perspective, if you'll just keep working, if you'll just keep serving, if you'll just keep sowing at the proper time, I promise you, you will reap. Why don't you stand on your feet with me? Ephesians 3.20 says, Now him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that is at work with this in us, exceedingly, abundantly above all that I could ask or think. Those things, the dreams God is going, I can do more than that. As we close our eyes and we think about the future, God goes, I can do more than that. Man, what will, what will it be? What, what will the building look like? Man, what will be the stories, the testimonies that God goes, I can do more than that. You're, you're dreaming too small. I'm going to do exceedingly, abundantly above all of that. Doesn't mean that we stop. No, I'm going to keep dreaming, God, knowing that you're just going to, you're going to blow me away. You're going to blow all of us away at what you do. When we look back on our 20th birthday and we look back and we go, wow, wow, thank you, God. So what do I believe this next year holds for Restoration Church? The vision for 2024 is this, finding home for Restoration Church. What does finding a home mean? Finding a home means finding a place where we can host youthly week, week, weekly youth gatherings, weekly men's Bible studies where we don't have to talk over the loud music of Market Street, women's Bible studies that aren't crammed in a little living room, host community outreaches where we're touching our community, Provide VBS for kids in our community as an outreach to families. Provide youth outreaches in our buildings where I believe we'll reach in excess of 200 kids and see 100 salvations in one night. Where football teams and our school campuses will be reached where we can see addictions broken in Jesus' name. Where we see bodies healed. We build a house on a concrete slab, it may be brick and mortar, but it's a place that's going to glorify God and be an outreach center. So here's what I wholeheartedly believe. And I'll tell you this, the, the enemy would, would have had me not say this to you. But I'm just going to tell you what I believe. I wholeheartedly believe that this time next year, we'll be moving into a facility where we'll see families restored, addictions broken, hearts healed, new believers baptized, babies dedicated, wedding ceremonies performed, altars filled with tears, bodies healed from sickness. It will be a lighthouse in our community shining into the darkness. And as a church that is one year old, to say at two years old we're going to have our building is a big statement. But here's what I don't want happen to us as Restoration Church is us to get caught in this 
church planting circle. And it's, we're going to stake a ground here in the city. And what we're doing right now, and I, I want you to know, we're working hard behind the scenes to make this a reality. Because I'll be honest with you, where we're at right now as a church, moving into a building is a huge faith step. But I feel like God has given us the vision and the plan to make that dream a reality. And as a board of overseers, we're working hard to make that dream a reality. And what I can say is that what we have to do over this next year is be committed in unity with proper perspective to consent, continue to push after with a heart full of faith, going, God, we know where you're taking us to. God, we can see the destination. It feels like it's tarrying a while, especially if you're on set up and tear. It feels like it's tarrying a while, but God, I know. God, I see it in the future. I see where we're going, and I thank you for where you're going. So tonight, God, we commit the vision to you. Lord, and we're not going to get discouraged at closed doors, but we're going to say thank you at closed doors. Because, God, we know that you are the God that opens doors and closes doors. So, Father, right now we pray over Restoration Church the right doors to be opened. God, the piece of land, the deed to the land, God, it's out there. Lord, lead us to it in 2024. God, I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to thank you as though I was standing on September 16th, 2024, grand opening of a new building, God, in faith. We're going to stand on it. We're going to believe it, God. We believe in what you're calling us to do and where you're leading us to, God, that we're going to reach more people for you, lead people to your heart to build better lives on the foundation that is in Jesus. And Lord, I pray over every vision that you've given to your people. Ministries that are being birthed in this place. Businesses that are being birthed in this place tonight. Lord, maybe there's a vision for a stronger family unit. God, maybe that there needs to be unity in the home. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you begin to fulfill those things, fulfill those dreams, fulfill those visions, God. Things that they have shelved that have said will never happen. Things that they have put on the back burner. God, I pray that they would come alive in their heart again, Lord, that you would be, begin to uh, bring income, Lord Jesus, that, that they could then funnel back into the kingdom of God that would reach this city, God. We give our dreams, we give our plans, we give our hope, we give our future to you, God, in Jesus' name.